Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. Hello, 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 Church. Church. Hello, Church. Church. I wonder, if you were to choose one word to summarise everything that's been going on in the world in the last year, what would it be? Well, the Collins English Dictionary revealed that its word for 2022 is permacrisis. Now, permacrisis is defined as an extended period of instability and insecurity, especially one resulting from a series of catastrophic events. In other words, it's just one thing after another. I wonder, do you feel like that today? We've had COVID, we've had the war in Ukraine, climate challenges, unprecedented political instability and economic uncertainty. This year we've had three prime ministers and we've had a new king and there's a little bit of like who knows what's round the corner. Now you'll be forgiven for thinking, wow Tim thanks a lot, I came to church today for some good news. The question that we keep asking is this, who is going to save us from this mess? You might also be wondering, and many people are, if there is a God, where is God in all of this? It feels like one political leader after the other makes a promise that they are able to do something, but confidence is at an all-time low. There's a suspicion that they don't really care about the people that they claim to serve and the challenges that we face seem to go far beyond the capacity of any leader from any party in any nation to fix. Maybe there's situations in your own life, things that seem to be absolutely beyond you and you feel like it's a mess and you're wondering who's looking out for me, who's going to rescue me? Well, if that's you, are you ready for some good news today? Are you ready for some good news that will bring great joy for all people. Good. The story we're unpacking in our Christmas series comes from the night that Jesus was born. Mary and Joseph had travelled a long way on foot from Nazareth to Bethlehem, probably a two or three day journey. Now the ruler of the Roman Empire, Caesar Augustus, wanted to take a census of the entire Roman world and for Mary and Joseph that meant going back to their hometown to register. The Roman Empire had been created by Caesar Augustus about 30 years before and at this point in history it is at the height of its power stretching from England across Europe, North Africa and into the present day Middle East. The census was for one purpose, tax. It would list every person in the Roman Empire, their resources and what they owed. Records show that a census of this kind, of the whole empire, was the first in history and it did in fact happen under Caesar Augustus. And I'm sure that everyone would have been thrilled about it. Israel's own king and national leaders were puppets to the political, financial and military power in Rome that allowed them to keep their positions and privilege as long as they did whatever they were told and no surprise, in the end, they were just looking after their own interests. So, for the ordinary people of Israel, it was a time of great social, economic and political uncertainty. Sound familiar? No doubt the big question was, who is going to save them from all of this mess? 
And no doubt they were asking again and again, where is God in all of this? So the story we're going to look at today happens the night that Jesus was born. A group of shepherds were gathered out in the night, looking after their sheep, working hard, working late, same thing every day, every year, just making ends meet. Then suddenly something happens that would change their lives forever. And it has changed the lives of billions of people all around the world. And it can change your life today too. So let's take a look. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. At that time, being a shepherd was not like being a farmer today. They were generally poor, uneducated and considered with suspicion and excluded from going to the temple to worship. I think it's pretty amazing then that it is to these people that God sent his angels to be the first to hear the good news that the person who was going to come and rescue the whole nation and all of God's people uh, had come. And this really is good news for all people, not just a few or those on top. It says that the shepherds were terrified. They wanted to run away. And the angels must have realised that they were terrified because the first thing the angels say is, don't be afraid. I've got good news that will cause great joy. And uh, I love this passage because the word great in the original language is megas. It's like, I've got good news and it's going to give you mega joy for everyone. Not just the kind of joy that you get when you're scrolling through Facebook and it's like, eh, like but mega joy. Isn't that something that we need to hear today? Good news of mega joy. Isn't that something that our world needs to hear today? Don't be afraid. There's good news that's going to bring you mega joy. The question is, what is that good news? And why will it bring mega joy for everybody? Well, the phrase good news in the original language is euangelizo, okay? You can say that to each other. We translate it as good news, sometimes gospel. Now at the time, the word euangelizo normally referred to a message from the Roman Empire about things that were going on, a proclamation to all the citizens about a victory in battle or the birth of a royal child or a new emperor, which obviously is not necessarily good news for everyone. But this time, the news wasn't coming from Rome, it's coming from heaven and it's good news for all people. And this was their message. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah or the Christ. He is the Lord. The person that you've been waiting for is coming into the world. He is being born today. Now, this passage tells us three things about who this person is and why it's such good news. Number one, he is a saviour. He will save us from the mess that we're in. You might ask, well, how will Jesus 
save us. The key is understanding the problem. The heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. J. John says it like this, and I love this. If our greatest need was information, God would have sent us a teacher. If our greatest need was money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need was technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need was pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. I would also add, if our greatest need was political, he would have sent us a prime minister. But our greatest need was not any of these things. Our greatest need is forgiveness, so God has sent a saviour. We have all thought, said and done things that are not good. We have all made a mess of things. That's what the Bible calls sin. The cumulative effect of that over a population are the headlines that we see today. It's so easy to point the finger at others, but the reality is we're all the same. In the end, it's only forgiveness that makes change possible. That's what we really need. There is no law that you can pass that can change a human heart. There is no economic package that can change a human heart. Only the love and forgiveness of Jesus Christ has the power to change a human heart. Jesus is a saviour. So, Jesus is a saviour and he is the Christ or the Messiah. That word means anointed. Anointing was for a special service like that of a priest or a king. It was a sign that they were chosen for a special purpose. And that tradition actually continues in our country today. Next year, when we have the coronation of King Charles, there will be a moment when the Archbishop anoints him with oil to set him aside for a special purpose. Now, the Jewish people were expecting that one day God would send a special person to rescue them. They had that word Messiah or the Christ. Now, this baby or this person would not just be a special person, but would be the special person. Jesus is our saviour. He will save us from the mess that we are in. And he is the Christ. He is the special person who has come to do it. But you know what? He's not just a very special person. He is saviour, Christ and Lord. Now this title is used for God. You see, this is the astonishing news that Jesus is coming into the world to save us from the mess that we're in. It's his special purpose to do it. And in fact, it is God himself who has come. Later on, Jesus will say to his followers, if you've seen me, you have seen God. No human being can save us. We can't save ourselves. Only he can do it. And that's why he's come. Where is God in the middle of all of this? He's right here. This is the very best news that brings great joy. You know, joy is not a moment of happiness when things go well. For Christians, the word joy is the life-changing experience you have when you realise that there is someone looking out for you because they love you and care about you, and that someone is God. That is good news. Now, at this point, the shepherds were probably thinking, but who are we? Why are you telling us? If this child really is who you say it is, then what kind of reception are we going to get when we turn up to see him? You know, they weren't the sort of people that got invited to these sort of parties. The angels anticipate this fear, and so they go on to say something really interesting. They say this, this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. We know this story so well, and we can almost miss it. 
But friends, they cannot have expected this. Jesus, Saviour Christ and Lord, born in a manger, the thing they fill with hay every day to feed their sheep, he's going to be born in that. You see, this sign was not only to confirm that what, what the angel said was true, it was their sign. They were going to find Jesus in a normal home, very similar to one that they would have lived in, not in a temple, not in a palace, not in a mansion. God was going to meet them at their level, where they were at, the unfamiliar in the familiar, extraordinary in the ordinary, right under their nose, so close you could almost miss it. God had come to them. And so the angels tell them, don't be afraid. This isn't a time to worry. It's a time to celebrate. Come and see the one who has come. These shepherds, these poor, invisible, excluded, find themselves at the top of the invite list for this great celebration to be the first to come and meet God face to face. This is the great news of Christmas that will cause mega joy for all people. God has come. He meets you where you're at. He meets you face to face. Whatever mess you're in, he can help you. Whatever you've done, whatever's happened, that's why he's come because he loves you more than you can ever really comprehend. Now, I don't know what Christmas represents for you, what memories or feelings it evokes, whether it's something that you start looking forward to in September or start dreading for whatever reason and you can't wait for it to be over. Maybe for you, it's a temporary escape from everything that is going on in your life and in the world and you're already dreading the moment in January when the magic of Christmas fades and life kind of goes back to normal, whatever that is. Whatever it looks like for you, in the middle of everything that may be going on, don't miss what this is really all about. Join in with the real celebration. Whether you're rich or poor, whether Christmas is lavish or simple, whether you're with friends and family or alone, God has come, he's come for all people and he's come for you. So. My question really is very simple. Who are you in this story? There are two groups of people, shepherds and angels. Firstly, let's talk about the shepherds. Are you someone who's hearing all of this for the first time? Maybe it's too much to really get your head around. Maybe this is all new. Maybe you've been exploring faith over the last couple of years, coming out through COVID, wondering what life is really all about. Or maybe you're looking around and wondering, What's going on in the world? What does it mean for me? Where can I find hope? Maybe, like the shepherds, you're just in the ordinary routine of life. God wants to interrupt you today with good news. A saviour has been born to you. This is personal. He is Christ the Lord. God has come. Don't be afraid. Don't run away. Don't shy away. You know, like the shepherds, there are so many reasons why we might want to run away from God. We might not feel that everything is right in our lives, that we need to sort some things out first, that we're maybe not the right sort of person, or it sounds too good to be true, or you're not sure how God will receive you when you come to him. You know, all of those things are natural responses. But hear the angels say to you today, don't be afraid, don't run away. Come to him because he has come for you. He loves you, he cares about you. Come to him today, meet him face to face. Jesus, the saviour, the Christ, 
the Lord. You know, this story, it points us forward to a time much later in Jesus's life when he would be wrapped in cloths again, but this time grave clothes. When he would be laid down, but this time in a tomb after dying on the cross and rising again so that through him we can be forgiven for all the things that we've done, receive the gift of his love and the power to live a new life, to become everything God has made you to be and do all he has called you to do. Have you received that yet? The second group are the angels. And very simply, if you already know all of this and I'm not telling you anything new, then you aren't the shepherds, you are the angels. Well, you might say to me, but Tim, I'm no angel. Well, <laughs> the Bible says that the word angel actually just means messenger. And if you know this message already, then your job is to get out there and tell people this is good news so that they can have mega joy. God is sending you out to the people that need to hear it. You know, there's so many ways you can do that and you don't need to put wings on. Have a party, invite a bunch of people over and celebrate what Christmas is all about. Be creative. Invite people to come to one of our Christmas services, you know, next week when we're in the Forum or on Christmas Eve at Cheel Hume or uh, the carols in the evening or even on Christmas Day. There are so many different opportunities. If you want to share the good news with someone, you will find a way. I want to finish with this story. I've shared a little bit about this before, but when Becky and I moved to Reddish, we prayed, God lead us to people that you want to help. This time last year, we actually uh, invited our whole street. Uh, we put a little note through everyone's door to come over on a Saturday morning in December for coffee and mince pies. We had a little party. And uh, fortunately, not everyone came because we would have been overwhelmed. But one lady we met that day, we got to know, spent a bit of more time with over the next few months and eventually, in this summer, we said, you know, as we've gotten to know you, the subject of faith has come up again and again. And so we'd like to start a little group meeting in our house. We're going to meet on a Tuesday night every week and we're going to explore faith and look at the Bible and find out who Jesus is. And she said, yes. And so uh, the first week she came, she was very quiet. And the second week, everyone else was away. And so it was me, Becky and this lady just sat around our kitchen table. And her background is uh, atheist. So she had a lot of questions about Jesus. And we started at the very beginning, explaining who he was, how he was born, that he came as Saviour, Christ and Lord. And at one point in the night, she said this, and I'm never going to forget it. She said, I think you're in this neighbourhood for a reason. And we were so surprised and we were like, what do you mean? She replied, I think you're in this neighbourhood for a reason. And that's to help people like me hear this message. She's been back every single week since and actually organises her work schedule so that she doesn't miss it. And she's beginning to discover the good news that brings great joy for all people. Friends, the reason I'm telling you is this, there are people all over just waiting to hear the good news that brings mega joy. So angels, where is God sending you? Who is God sending you to this Christmas to share the good news, what it's really all about? Think about who are the people you're gonna come across this week? How could you begin to tell them about the good news of Jesus. Let's pray. So Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this outrageous, life-changing thing that happened, that you became one of us. The eternal God became an infant child. and You lived among us to show us who you are, that to save us from our own mess, to forgive us for our sins, that we might become like you, 
follow you and live the life that is truly life. And for any person here who resonates with the shepherds, if that's you, I want to just pray for you. Maybe just put your hand on your heart and just say, Lord, I want you to come into my life. Thank you that you've come for me. And I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you that you died for me. Fill me with your love and your power that I might become everything that you've made me to be and do all you've called me to do. And for those of us that already know this, Lord, I pray, give us opportunities and boldness to share with anybody who will listen the incredible news of Jesus that brings mega joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.